Welcome to the Get Hungry Podcast, a show where we expand the bounds of what you see possible by exploring new topics each week to level up your thinking and cultivate your God-given potential. How you doing? I'm Josh and welcome to episode number three of the Get Hungry podcast. Now, if you've been listening right from the start or even if this is your first episode, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for taking the time in your day to listen to this podcast. It really means a lot to me and I definitely hope to in return provide some value to you. And so I hope you enjoy this week's topic where I explore a phrase that's kind of been on my mind for the last couple of weeks now. And that phrase is all in. You know, I believe this is a very empowering phrase. And so I'm really excited to explore this deeper with you today. But before we do that, let's jump into the word of the week. So the word of the week this week is deduce. Now, the definition of this word is to arrive at a fact or conclusion by reasoning. Now, this is a cool word because not only does it sound cool, but it's also very useful. And it kind of links to the topic that I was talking about last week, which is the importance of thinking. Because I believe in order to effectively come to a conclusion by reasoning, you need to actually provide yourself with some time to sit down, think and reason with yourself. Now, even if this isn't a word that you're going to regularly use within your day-to-day vocabulary, I think it's important to understand its meaning because if you're reading about it or you hear someone talking about something and they use this word, I've often found for myself, I can be distracted from the point that they're trying to make by focusing on the fact that I don't know what a word means. So my attempt for this little section is to make sure that you can build your vocabulary, even if you're not going to actively use it yourself, at least you can understand what it means. So your challenge is to use the word deduce in your conversations this week. And even if it's a word that isn't going to find a regular place in your vocabulary, at least you can build upon your understanding of the word by using it this week. All right, let's explore this phrase all in together. Now, I've got a couple of points that I'd love to share with you. But before going into that, I'd just like to say that I've kind of been toying with this idea of establishing a list of empowering phrases that you can say to yourself and recite to yourself when you're faced with a challenge, when you're faced with a new task, uncertainty or self-doubt and things that just provoke emotion within you to keep going and to keep pursuing what it is that you're doing. Now, this is an idea that I came across when listening to the Craig Grishel podcast. And like he was saying, I think it's important to firstly identify your values. Once you've identified your values, you've narrowed them down to a shorter list, then establish a phrase that's emotion provoking that you can say to yourself to remind yourself very quickly of the value that you have. And all in is potentially a phrase that I'm thinking of including within my list. And I'm just hoping to explore it a little bit further with you. Now, before you can truly go all in on something, I believe that step number one is to recognize and believe with conviction that you can do it. So often when we're faced with uncertainty or doing something that we may not have done before or we've done before but didn't succeed before, we can be filled with all sorts of negative emotions and thoughts can be flying throughout our head. Things like, I don't know how, I'm not good enough, I've done it before and it didn't work so it's not going to work again. 
And we can almost elevate people with experience because they are able to do something and use that as a hindrance or a blocker for us not to pursue the thing that we want to pursue. Now to that, I would say that while it is true that experience can increase your likelihood of succeeding, it doesn't necessarily guarantee Now, this was a fact that was brought to my attention when reading the book Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. Now, Annie Duke is a very successful poker player, and she's written this book to help people be better at making decisions, because obviously when playing poker and having a lot on the line, your ability to read the situation and to place bets and to make calls and make decisions quickly is very, very important in order to succeed at the game of poker. Um, And in her book, an excerpt that I wanna read for you is this. An expert in any field will have an advantage over a rookie, but neither the veteran nor the rookie can be sure what the next flip will look like. The veteran will just have better guesses. And obviously what she's trying to say here is that there's always going to be an element of uncertainty, whether or not you have experience or this is your first time trying something. Experience is not always directly proportionate to success. So we need to try and get over this hump of allowing inexperience to prevent us from pursuing something that we want to pursue. Having said that, it gets a bit tricky because I don't think that everyone is necessarily cut out to do everything. As a Christian, I do believe that God has instilled specific talents, skills, and abilities within us. And this is obvious because certain people are naturally good or naturally gifted at doing certain things. I mean, look at yourself. Ask yourself the question, what am I naturally good at? I know this is a topic that I've touched on before, but it's important to identify what it is that you're naturally good at. And potentially this could be what your specific talent is that God has given you. Now, I also believe that God has made humans adaptable. We're able to identify things that we want to pursue and we are able to actually develop these skills and abilities through implementing habits routines and staying disciplined. Now to further this point, I'd love to share something that a pastor and friend of mine shared in a message of his. It's funny because he titled his message, Going All In, and this really resonated with me because as I said before, this phrase all in is something that's been on my mind lately. And so when he titled his message this, it really stood out to me and I was all ears. And one of the points that he made in his message was that we need to be able to say yes even before we know how to. So going back to the point that I was making in that we need to recognize and believe with conviction that you can do it, you need to make sure that you don't allow uncertainty to limit you from believing this. But going on from here, recognizing that you don't know how to do it can't be a limitation. And so I want to encourage you that you can do it. If there's something that you've been wanting to do for a while, but you haven't, you know, you're uncertain, you don't know how, you can do it. Even if you don't have the skills, even if you don't know how you're going to do it, you can do it. And so going on from this, once we've recognized and believe with conviction that we can do this, the next step is to commit and without reservation proclaim that we are doing this. Now, all in is a phrase that shows a lot of determination and willingness to take a big risk in order to achieve something. Now, for a lot of people, big risk 
equals doubt. And trust me when I say this, I am with you on this. It's funny because I actually took a personality test not too long ago, and I would actually really recommend doing a personality test. The best one that I've found is if you Google VIA personality test, this should be the first search result. And it's really, really good because it enables you to identify character traits that you can actually see within yourself. You know, It'll give you a list of, I think about 20 character traits. And besides each character trait, it will have a number and it will number all of these lists according to the way that you answered all of the questions so that you can identify what character traits are most prominent in you. And it's funny because when I did this test, one of my top results was prudence. Now, when I heard that, I had no idea what it meant because I mean, who uses the word prudence nowadays? Um, but anyway, luckily it has a definition next to the word. So the definition that it used for prudence was being careful about one's choices, not taking undue risks, not saying or doing things that might later be regretted. And so if this is one of my main character traits, Obviously, all in is a phrase that excites me, but I can be quite hesitant to, I guess, take on board because I know that it involves risks. And this is something that I'm just trying to evaluate in my life. You know, obviously being a the prudent person that I am, <laughs> I want to really evaluate and be careful about this choice um, of going all in on things because there are risks associated. And I think it's important to say that risks are not necessarily a bad thing. Risks can definitely be a good thing as well. You know, something that a lot of people say is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And this is definitely something which Ross Edgeley, who's one of my fitness um, inspirations, always preaches about just being comfortable being uncomfortable and taking big risks is an uncomfortable pursuit. And if you're never okay or never willing to be uncomfortable, then you're never going to really achieve the things that you want to achieve. So you really need to be be able to or be willing to rough it for a bit. You know, it's going to be hard. You're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to get frustrated and that's okay. Just stick with it and you will start to see the benefits. Now, I heard this story once and I think it was from a podcast or a YouTube video, and I think they were actually talking about Jim Carrey. If it wasn't, I'm sorry, Jim Carrey. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he was saying that um, his dad always wanted to be a comedian. His desire in life was to become a comedian, but he never pursued that journey because he was a little bit scared, to be honest. He, he didn't want to exit the security that his nine-to-five job had, um, and so he didn't pursue his journey of becoming a comedian. Um, he really grew to hate his job. He didn't like his job and yet he stuck with it because he didn't know any different and he was scared to take a risk. And in the end, he ended up losing his job and Jim Carrey or whoever it was made the point that in life, you can actually fail at the things you don't even want to be doing. You know, failing's ine inevitable. So why not try doing the things that you want to do if you can actually fail at the things that you don't want to be doing, but you're sticking around doing because of the security that they provide. And so I'd like to further this idea by sharing another thought that I took out of Annie Duke's book, Thinking and Bets. And this thought is that what makes a decision great is not that it has a great outcome. She then goes on to describe that decisions are often deemed as good or bad once the outcome has been identified. 
And this is so true. Like, I mean, if you look back in your life, you can probably identify what a good decision was and what a bad decision was. And the only way that you are able to do that is because you know how that decision ended up, if it reaped a good or a bad result. And so when you're making decisions to pursue things like this podcast, for instance, you don't know how it's going to end up. And chances are it could fail and you need to be okay with that. Now, while you do need to realize that there will never truly be a perfect time to pursue something, what you can do is work on improving your ability to dictate if a situation is a good or a bad idea for you to pursue through repeatedly practicing or repeatedly doing things yourself. So it's a result of building your knowledge through doing instead of not ever building that knowledge by never doing. So commit without reservation. Now, after deciding to commit without reservation, we then need to strive towards completion. You know, we need to say to ourselves, I will succeed. We need to really internalize this. Now, to make this point further, I'd love to share some observations that I have made of successful people. You know, I follow a lot of successful people on YouTube, on Instagram, I listen to podcasts, read books, because I'm trying to surround myself with people that are succeeding in different areas, not in an attempt to replicate them, but to, I guess, hear what they're living out and identify why they're succeeding. So that way I can start to apply different principles to my life as well. And a lot of the messages that they share are quite similar. They have a lot of similarity. The first thing that I identified was that they all seem to embrace their individuality. They embrace the skills and the talents that they have. They don't look at replicating other people or trying to be other people. While they might use methods that other people are using, they really embrace who they are. And in doing so, they're able to firstly identify what areas they're good at and secondly, they're able to really succeed at those areas and they don't compare their area or their business to other people's because they realize that everyone has individual skills and unique ways of doing things. The second thing is that they all seem to be very self-confident. Now, I would take this one step further and I would say that self-confidence is very important, but a lot of the time this can come off as being arrogant. And so I'm not condoning arrogance, but self-confidence. I do think that there definitely is a difference. You know, arrogance is sort of exaggerating your sense of importance, whereas confidence is just the feeling of self-assurance, essentially, and knowing that you are able to do something and not being filled with self-doubt. So I would condone being self-confident, but definitely if you can identify that this is turning into arrogance, maybe it's time to step back and have a look and try and reevaluate that. Because it's important to be self-confident because it means that you're not dependent on the approval of other people. You know, if you know that what you're doing is something that you should continue to do, and even if this is being frowned upon by others, it's important to have self-confidence so that you can continue doing it. I also found that they're very good at keeping promises that they make to themselves. And this is something that I have definitely been working on a lot lately um, because 
Yes, it's one thing to identify that you will fail and you will let certain people down, but if you can make a promise to yourself and you can keep that promise, it only builds upon your self-confidence. And so I'd encourage you to try and make small promises to yourself, even if you have to build up, you know, start at the bottom, make a small promise and say, I will wake up at six o'clock tomorrow or whatever it may be. And then when you wake up at six o'clock, get out of bed and start your morning and you'll feel good because you actually kept a promise that you made to yourself. As you build this skill, you will then be a more reliable person because you can keep promises to yourself and then hopefully you can then start to keep promises that you make to other people. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make is really work towards being self-confident. And number three is they seem to be very precise. You know, they know what they want. And again, I think this comes down to really knowing yourself and knowing the values that you have, the things that you're good at, the things that matter for you and building upon the process to be able to make good decisions, even though you don't know their outcome yet, you can identify the difference between what makes a good decision, what makes a bad decision. And so then you can be more precise in your thinking, in your objectives and in your outputs as well. Now, these are three sort of mindsets that successful people seem to have and a way that they continue to endorse these mindsets are by establishing habits. Habits are very, very powerful, and I'm definitely going to do an episode on habits later down the track. But basically, if you change your habits, you can change your life. And three habits that I've really found to be impactful in my life, I would love to share with you today. The first one is exercise, and I do this for two main reasons. Firstly, it's to stay fit and healthy. You know, I want to have a healthy, functioning body, and exercise is a very good way of ensuring that I can do that. You know, there's lots of articles online that talk about exercise and the health benefits. I'm not going to go too depth into the details there, but that's number one. And number two, I do it because it's a way that I can consistently push myself. It's a mental game. Like something that Ross Edgley talks about is increasing your work capacity. And basically what he means by this is increasing your exercise, the weights, the duration of your workouts so that you can build upon your ability to endure the whole workout. And so every time I work out, I try to track my progress so that when I do it next time, I can build upon that and I can not only get stronger, but I can also increase my work capacity through enduring a longer or harder workout. And this is a very tricky thing to do. You know, it can be very mental at times when you're low on energy, you can't be bothered, you might be getting a little bit frustrated as well. It takes a lot to be able to continue and to tell yourself, I can do this and I will do this. And in doing workouts on a regular basis, I provide myself with a regular opportunity to go through these three things that I'm talking about. I commit to the exercise, I endure the exercise, and I complete the exercise. And afterwards, you feel great. And so that's why I exercise. And I would encourage you to exercise in whatever way that may be. That might be weights and CrossFit style exercises like I'm enjoying at the moment. It could be just endurance, could be swimming, could be anything. So I would encourage you to exercise if you're not already doing that. Number two is reading and listening to podcasts is a big thing for me as well. And this is for the purpose of expanding my knowledge and my awareness and my vocabulary. And definitely it's no surprise that through listening to podcasts and reading books, and as you've heard throughout this podcast, 
I regularly think about things that I am reading or hearing and trying to implement them in my life. I think that it's a very valuable way of intaking information. It's good to retain information. And as I was talking about last time, establishing a second brain is a great way to ensure that you don't forget useful information because it's a place that you can go back to to get information, quotes or ideas that resonated with you. And so number two, I'd encourage you to start reading or listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Number three is cold showers. And this is probably the hardest of the three. <laughs> it takes up the smallest time, but it is definitely the hardest, especially when you're in winter, like we are at the moment, we're going into the colder months. And so having a cold shower is very, very difficult. Now, yes, there are a lot of health benefits. You can Google it, you can hear podcasts, watch YouTube videos, whatever you want to do to find out all the health benefits. But the main reason that I do it is to overcome the negative voice in my head. Through regularly providing myself with a situation to be uncomfortable and put myself in an uncomfortable situation physically, I found that my ability to quieten the negative voices in my head is accentuated. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be comfortable. And let me tell you, it never gets comfortable. Like the more you do it, it does it's not like you get used to it. It's still tricky and difficult every time you get in. But it's a constant reminder that you have control over the thoughts that are going on in your head and you have power to listen to them or to go against what they're saying. And especially if they're negative thoughts, that's a very, very powerful skill and ability to have. So the next time you're faced with a difficult situation or you're trying to pursue something that you don't know if you should, you don't know if you can, you don't know if you have the skills and ability, I want you to say, I'm going all in. And when you say that, that means that you recognize that you can do this you're committing without reservation that you're going to do this and yet you're striving towards completion. And it's not a matter of you might succeed, it's the true 100% conviction that you will succeed. Well, that just about wraps up my couple of thoughts that I've had on this whole topic of all in. Hopefully I was able to provide some value to you and at least spark your interest on this whole topic of all in. There's definitely a whole lot more that I could be saying on this topic, but I think I'll probably leave it at that for today. But I would like to leave you with a question. And that question is this, would you rather make mistakes of ambition or make mistakes of slothfulness? Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next week here on the Get Hungry Podcast. Oh, 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 o